And so would you pray with me today as we now prepare our hearts? Father, we just thank you for this moment, this opportunity, oh God, that we can gather in your place today. So God, do let words, the words that will come from my mouth, the motives of my heart, be acceptable unto you, God, for you are my strength and my redeemer. God, I'm so grateful again, God, for the privilege of impartation that those that will have an ear, God, I pray that they have an ear to hear what you, the Spirit of the Lord, has to say to them today. God, I comfort, speak comfort to the hearts that may be mourning. God, the hearts that may be discomforted. God, the moments that they may have that, God, they feel hopeless and God won't even want to hang it up. I pray for strength right now, God. Your word will show us how important it is for us to just hang on in there. Keep striving because the greatest love was exhibited through Jesus. And God, we are so grateful and thankful for your word today. Why? Because it's your word that makes us new. Your word that teaches us about you. So make it clear and make it plain. In Jesus' name, would you shout real loud? Amen. Amen. Love that one more time. Give it up for Jesus right there. We are out in this moment. We are out in it. Amen. All right, loud and proud. Let me see them what? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, give it honor to uh, definitely Jesus 100%. If you need a Bible, go ahead and signal the ushers. Also, Pastor Aisa, her absence, always to my spiritual parents. I always want to just give it up to just those that are just surrounding me, the leaders, the servants, the assistants, man, everybody that give God all you get, got every chance you get. I thank you so much. We could not do ministry uh, without you. And, you know, every time I see uh, people that serve the way they do, that serves and don't even need an applause. You know, I've tried to even thank people at times and they would simply reply to me, no thanks necessary. I consider it a privilege to serve God. Amen. You know, and only someone who like loves somebody can do something for somebody without needing anything. And God showed us that. And that's why I want to share that because so many of you all serve. Matter of fact, the ushers, go ahead and readjust. Y'all going to keep on. Look at, see what I'm saying? They was in position, man, to the last. I love them. They, every person, I mean, those that are learning even today, I just love where your heart is uh, in regards to serving the Lord. Because when you understand the love of God, it changes your perspective on how you serve him. I believe, and I found it to be true, that the service we give to God is somewhat like the rent we pay for living in this body. Every moment we wake up is not just a coincidence. It's the providential power of God that has already declared that he got something for us to do. That's how I look at waking up in the morning, like, God, you really got something for me to do, so at least let me discover it. And the best way of discovering what God has you to do is really discovering his purpose for your life. And discovering his purpose for your life, you have to be in his, his plan for your life, 
and on the path for yours. And so God, I'm listening to the plan as I'm walking this path out. And my prayer daily is that God will present to you his plan and his purpose for your life. And so this month, in the series of greatness, I want to start this segment this month entitled The Greatest Love. I almost sung this. <laughs> Amen. I just didn't want to embarrass myself. I was going to, the green. I was just going to do it. I'm going to have Rock the Five Worship just learn a remix of the greatest love of all. But honestly, ladies and gentlemen, I can tell you that I will talk to you this season, this moment, this month, and will demonstrate to you what love looks like. Real love. Anybody searching for real love? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Come back. Come back. Y'all went. Y'all went there. Y'all went there. Y'all been searching. Y'all. Y'all just searched. Some of y'all just went there. And, and and throughout seasons of love, I've taught on looking for love in all the wrong places, searching for things and things and not seeking the kingdom of God. Man, you know, it's so many ways that we can discredit the genuineness of the love God intended. Because we love stuff. We have put so much emphasis on our emotion that it has overruled even the right thinking to demonstrate the intent of God's love toward us. And so I want to talk. I just want to teach for this month from various topics, because we're going to even talk about this tough love and different types of love. But let me, in these moments, and it may take me some time, I don't know, uh, but as I was just reading, I want to talk about this love. I want to demonstrate it. And there is a love connection that we will have that we have to all demonstrate and play a part in. That, 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 that is demonstrated through the truing and the trinity of God, how they got together themselves and their own infinite love and throughout us, the world and everything that exists to glorify their name. Now I'm going to talk about that because God is so amazing in his representation of love and if we really grasp it, and understand it, it'll make us remarkable as we express the greatest motivator. How many know that love is the greatest motivator? Amen. They say, if it, it'll make you do right. Okay. All right. No, no. Okay. I'm, I'm just, if, I, if, I, if I preach stuff like that, y'all probably would get it. But, I'm not, but love is a great, it, it, it'll, it'll cause a mama to pick up a car off a baby. I promise you, it, 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 it'll cause, you, because you, you may not be a fighter, but I promise you don't need no trainer, no coach, or somebody mess with your baby. Because you love them, right? You'll learn how to fight right then. Because some of y'all ain't never busted great, but mom will be like, I'll fight you. Why? Because you're motivated by something. Now, now I share that because as intently and intense as that sounds, it still doesn't compare to God's. 
Like, I just gave y'all what, I can see mama's getting fired up thinking about somebody missing when they, like, I saw madness just come out of y'all, like, I wish so joker would. I fight them even in church. I'm saying, like, like, but, 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 but when you think of that magnitude of you, the way you just felt all over yourself, fathers, if somebody messed with your daughter or your son, you know, you, you're like, no, don't make me. But this, the intensity of that is still incomparable to the greatest love of all. Just want to give you some humanistic feeling. Because sometimes when we, because we can translate that love that we feel in that intensity and think it represents the love of God and miscommunicate it. In this season of my life, I've learned and experienced God at such a great level. You know, in this experience, I've gained understanding of his character his compassion, and his consistency. Like literally, but God has shown me so many things and he has revealed to me personally, and I promise you, I've got about two or three witnesses in this room. He has revealed to me to what some call, may refer to as real love. And so I don't have to discover it and search for it or figure out where it is, I can find it right in Jesus. Real love so rich in his righteousness that it restores the, re the weary. It relieves even our worry and repairs even what was ruined. And it also recalls no wrong. This is what I'm talking about today, ladies and gentlemen, the greatest love. And let me tell you this, if you ever want to be able to describe God in a few things, it's, it's really, and, and, and I know we hear God is love, and I, I know that is to be true, and I'm, hopefully I can give you some explanation of the, the, of the magnitude of that in the time we have. But what I discover is that love is God's greatest attribute. Love is. Not his healing, not his power, his love, his love is his most amazing and his greatest attribute. It, it, it is actually what makes God great. And I'm going to get to the book, man, and, 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 and when I talk about the connection, you'll see how even God within himself, because if God is love, that means that even before anything else existed, love did. If God is love, love throughout a universe, throughout us as human beings and created us in his likeness, which is love. And I'm going to talk about it because it represents something. It's his greatest attribute. It's his greatest expression of himself. Love is God's character. It's who he is. He's always true always faithful, always loyal to his word. And hear this, y'all, he's also loyal to his people. And I talked about last week how things can work together for the good of them who what? Love the Lord, right? It has to be a love relationship. 
You know, it, it, because this is, this, this is the awesome part of it, y'all. It, when it says, it's not like every other relationship where when you love someone, you got the hope that they may love you back. God loved you first. Y'all hear what I'm saying? So a lot of times we are, in our natural representation of love, we, 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 we kind of love play a little bit. I ain't going to fall too much and, you know, y'all know how I be. I ain't going to go far to you, going to go. <laughs> you know, I'm going to watch myself. I got to protect myself because my ex is keeping me from my next. You don't know how that feels, right? I got to be cautious. But see, see, in love relationship with God, he went 100%. So anytime you decide to do it, anytime you make up in your mind that you're going to love the Lord, that's why this is how this old stuff is going to come together because it's been working together from the beginning of time. Love has been in operation to create a representation of who God is in the earth through us. That's what it is. It's a, it's, a, it's a whole, and our cooperation allow God to be visible in the earth. And this verse demonstrates for me, this is what I love, and, 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 and I'm telling y'all, as soon as I thought about God love, I, I, I was, uh, was going to, uh, John 3.16, everybody know that one. I ain't, so I'm not going to preach from that. I'm preaching for, for some other ones in John. And so, so y'all already know um, John 3.16, I, I almost got a court in the loop to come in and tell y'all. Um, <laughs> how y'all saw a court in the loop? He be preaching John 3.16. He say, everlasting life. Ah! <laughs> he can get it in after that. Uh, and so we already know for God so love the world, right? That he what? Okay. That what? Okay, stop. Hold on. So that who what? Hold on. Hold on. So that, that what? That who? And so that moment right there lets you know he didn't know who. See, he gave before he knew who. Okay. See, he gave before he knew who would. God so loved the world that he what? You mean he gave first? And then say what? Whosoever believe, right? And so we know that. We know that. And so as I thought about it, I went to this particular text in, same, in John, and it went a little bit further. And if I'm going to come back to John. I'm going to go to Romans chapter 5, verse number 8. This is what Paul was talking about in this moment. I, and I, it made me think about it because I, I read the Gospels of the love of Jesus, but when I started getting into the epistles, we start seeing the acts of God. We see love throughout the, the synoptic Gospels but when we get into the later books, we start seeing the love implemented in God's people. Meaning that there were people after Jesus died and resurrected that he now had to live in and be represented through. And that became mankind, us. That became we, believers, Christians, though they have believed them themselves, who have, who have said to themselves, I believe that Jesus is, and I made him my Lord and Savior. Romans 5, verse number 8, it says, it says, but God demonstrates his own, now this right here, y'all, but God demonstrates his what? Own love. Somebody shout his own love. What is it his own love? 
because he owns love. Y'all gonna hear me in a second. Love belongs to God. Like he's saying, I want you to know that I own love. If you ever, see, 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 you don't define love, God does. Like sometimes people, you, you didn't do that, so you don't love me. God said, that ain't what I said. I mean, literally, people have like conjure up their definitions of what God, God loves is. So, so if I can understand God loves correctly, I can also understand how to love correctly. Amen. Are y'all hearing me? Like, like, like when I can understand, okay, God, this is how you love me because your word declares they're going to know me by how I love them. They're going to know I'm with you with that. So when I look at it, it says, but God demonstrate his own love for us in this. While we were still crazy, stupid, messed up, tore up from the floor. I mean, wasn't even fit, wasn't fit to live and too afraid to die. Trying life and not even trying Jesus. I mean, everything we were doing, God said, even before you got it right. He says, I already did a demonstration. Somebody say, show me how to love. See, God is saying this. He says, I put myself in the demonstration place. So you can see what, God, see what love looked like so that when you see what you've done and even the stuff you're in, you will say somebody is already in love with me before I even get it right. That stuff right there, I'm like, God, you mean before I even turn my life over you, you be loving? Like, like, like love is literally chasing me, waiting on me. Like, 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 and see, the thing of it is, is that the, the fact that God owns it, it lets me know he got enough of it. Right. Amen. Amen. That's somebody. See, see, his supply of it is limited because he don't have to be a distributor. He's the, he's the manufacturer of love. See, we are, we are like middlemen. We're somewhere around the warehouse or the, or, or, the, or the distribution center. But God is the manufacturer. He says, I own love. And so if you ever understand, you ought to see where you once was. And it wasn't just, it wasn't your good self. It was the goodness of God. And Paul's point here is that, that, is that you don't, we don't have to take God's word alone that he loves us. How many know that, man, man, how many of y'all ladies and fellas say, you know, if you say you love me, actions speak what? He did it. <laughs> he demonstrated. Amen. We want to know that all the time. Says, how you know God loves you? He already demonstrated it. How you know he died? <laughs> like, like, you won't, you, God, he didn't just tell me. He showed me. He did. Every time we understand this, it's Jesus' death, his, his burial, and not just that, it's also his resurrection that proves to us that he was willing to go through the process for us. He says, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And if you bring it to modern terms, it can say, why are you still sinning? Okay. No, 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 he still loves you. Not that he don't just accept that way. He says, I love you enough so you'll see. 
that you didn't have to do nothing for me to love you. That even though you may be in sin, I love you enough to say, I, I'll forgive you, I will bring you back to myself. I love you before you even got right. That's why he says, I've justified you. Because as soon as you decide in that moment, and I pray that, that moment is immediate in your life, if you don't know Jesus right now, because he's saying that my love is already present even in your mess. Even in your moments, he says, I, it's not for you to use it for like it's going to always just be available and, and that, 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 that something may not happen in your life and cause you not to receive that love because the enemy wants nothing more is to kill you in your mess so that you never have an opportunity to receive God's love. If he could keep you like, oh man, you know God, yeah, he loves you. I want you to hear that. But he loves you enough to also accept you that way, but also enough not to leave you like that. Because he says, I want you to understand something, is that what I'm doing is demonstrating to you is that while you were yet a sinner, while I was still, and see, the thing of it is, is that it's easy for me to say, uh, some of us who have given our heart to Jesus, that he loved us even where we were yet in our sins, but we got people sitting in the room like, man, I wonder if Jesus loved me where I'm at. I can't hear that because somebody invited me. I ain't been to church in a minute. They told me that, hey, if I come, come around good people, I may feel something. You mean he loved me and I, you know, I, I just, I just um, rolled in here from last night? Maybe I wasn't the nicest this morning or maybe my relationship goals are not where they need to be. Maybe I'm not doing what God has purposed me to be. And one of the questions that we feel a lot of time when we're not doing right, this is, a, this is the thing, is that do God love me? Is God still there for me? And Paul wanted us to know that it does not matter what you do to cause God to love you. But because when we know he loves us, it shall cause us to do something. It shall cause a response. Somebody shout a response. And I want to make it extremely clear that God love. I don't ever want to be misassumed that God does love our sin. No, he can't have nothing to do with it. But he loved us even though we may be in sin or once was in sin. And that's what continually draws us back to this God this great love of God. Because the reason why I make that point that serious is because a lot of times when we hurt people, we can't go back. Sometimes we don't want to connect. You know, maybe you've lost a job or even a loved one. And you're like, God, you know, I'm so glad God isn't like people. That he doesn't forsake us when we sin against him. We can look at the evidence by way of the demonstration that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. It wasn't when we got right that he redeemed us. That's what I really want you to understand. It wasn't when I got it together that I was redeemed. I was redeemed beforehand. Then I was able to accept that forgiveness. He died and rose again before we ever got right. And even when we get it wrong sometimes, because not all, not, not some of y'all, but all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. 
And even when things go wrong, God say he presents an opportunity daily to get it right. How many know his faithfulness is new every day? I mean, yes, you may have not done everything you were supposed to do yesterday, God said, but this is another opportunity because I love you enough you can get it right today. Even if you didn't get it all the way right, God said, another opportunity is presented to you because Jesus dying in our place is so significant because what he says to us, we understand this scripture, he says, I died so you didn't have to. The ransom calls us to understand is that when we say that Christ died for us, it's not to say he just died. He said, when I say Christ died for us, it says that Christ died where I was supposed to die in. Y'all hear what I just said? If, okay. If somebody died for you, that means that you were supposed to die. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Like, will you understand the exchange here? That means that the stuff I was in, it was supposed to kill me. I was supposed to die in that mess. That, like, 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 the way the enemy orchestrated that thing was it was supposed to kill you. That car accident, those things, God said, man, because of my love, my grace, because I saved you, I even stayed in your place. Now, I know it was 2,000 years ago, but that was me on the cross. Literally, if he, if, he, if he says, I died for you. And I'm telling you this, I mean, y'all love y'all. I, told, I, I, I mean, I told the parents earlier, man, they'll get mad if somebody messed with that baby. But, but, but they'll, they'll, they'll have to think twice if they really had it. Because I know, man, your baby's sick. Maybe they're on the thing. You say, Lord, take me. You know, most parents probably would do that. Like, Lord, just take me and let, let them have a long life. But somebody that you didn't know that didn't like you asked you to do that. <laughs> you probably wouldn't even give them $5. More so than your life. Like, 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 like loving those that love you back, man, I can, I, man, you, it make you feel good about that. Man, my baby loved me. I know that they would probably do the same for me. But you got somebody on, the, on, on that deathbed, you like, but I know this joker probably would, if I ever, they would probably give me the shoes off their feet if I needed something. Matter of fact, they've been denying me with their life the whole time. But I'm going to take their place to show them that there's a way from what could take them out. And I want to demonstrate. And that's why I'm telling you all that this is God's greatest attribute. Because which was why Paul insisted that we should take the act as evidence of God's great love for us. Especially, hear this y'all, since he went first. It's like every time... I want to die to myself and my own feelings. I visualize Christ dying for me. When I want to give up, sometimes when I say, God, you know, this is so overwhelming. I look at the demonstration. I visualize it. 
Because this is what he wanted us to understand because God proved his love for us so that we just won't have an assumption of it that we will believe it. That's the goal every day that we don't just walk around with an assumption that God might love us based upon maybe if we do the right thing all the time, maybe if we get it right or we do what we're supposed to do all the time, it may or may not signify whether or not God loves us. That is not the mentality that we ought to have. We have to say, God, yes, I want to get it right, but I understand your love supersedes my well-doing. I need to know that, God, because I may not always say the right thing, but your love never fails me. And this is the establishment because it makes, that, it makes you more sensitive to one that loves you that much more. And it'll make you cautious and cognitive of that love when you are representing that. You ever had somebody that you really, really love? Love, let me tell you what love does. Love creates appreciation. Amen. 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 Somebody shout, love creates creates appreciation. appreciation. It creates like this, Lord, like, come on. That's what I'm really trying to tell y'all. I'm like, sometimes, and and, and I'm at this beginning of this uh, this series, and I'm like, God, I'm trying to get people really to understand before I talk about this is what God love is, this is gospel love. I said, but when I understand that his love is so amazing, it creates an appreciation in me. Here's the foundation of this whole series right here in 1 John chapter 4. I shared um, um, Romans 5 just to be able to um, get some. But I want you to go all the way to the end of the Bible. That's almost by revelation. It's one of them hard ones to find if you don't know where it's at. I'm going to give you trying to get there because this is a lot of text. A lot of teaching in this one. I, I, I was sharing that stuff just to kind of get you to understand something relative to the importance I mean, Jude talks about we can't use God's grace for a license for immorality. We're not ever exposing that. But I, because sometimes when I meet people and they be like, man, I don't know if God will take me back. I'm like, what? You know, I've been gone, man, you know, Kobe hit and I just, you know, I just fell off, man, and I don't even know how to find myself. I'm like, man, I don't know if God will ever even take me. I say, That's, that is such a lie. No, I, no I, ain't, I ain't giving right. I, ain't, I was like, man, I, okay, okay, I understand. But can you just connect back with him and start living that thing out? His will for your life in your life? And so as I went to First John, I want you to look at this with me. And it's so amazing. And, and I, I want to, I, I got to, I'm, I'm going to get all the way to this thing today because I, I do want to, um, emphasize a few things. Y'all ready? Now, I was reading this and I want to emphasize, I got about 20 verses to cover. (laughs) A lot of them. But I want to, can I emphasize a few and we're going to kind of go around the text uh, to understand this great love I'm talking about. Um, In in, in 1 John chapter 4, I want to, I'm going to start around verse number 7. Uh, even if you got one of those good Bibles, it's probably tell you something like God is love right there. Y'all see that? 
Uh, but I want to emphasize two important verses. Um, I'm going to emphasize verse 8 and verse 16 originally. And then I'm going to come back and we'll talk about it throughout this month. We're going to, this talks all about how the process and the intimacy and intent of the love of God. Look at this. In verse number 7, it says, I mean, verse number 8, it says, whoever, okay, 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 here we go again. Do y'all see John 3.16 in here? Y'all see this? So what John, what, what John 3.16 says, whoever believes. So, so when I understand God died for me, I become the whosoever. But when I believe in him, I shall not perish, but have what? That means that now I'm a believer. That's all that means. Right? Like, like the whole three, if you believe the 3.16 John, the whosoever became you and now you are a believer and now here we are in first john chapter four he's not just talking about the one who would just receive this love it is now describing the one who has the one who said that they understand this one and that's why I have to believe this because in the text it tells, okay, this is not the one that I'm hoping to. This is now the whoever. And look, it says in verse 8, it says, whoever does not, let me read it from mine, whoever does not love does not know. Cool. Whoever does not love does not know who. Whoever does not love does not know who. Because what? Okay, y'all got that one. So, so, so my definition of love don't define God's love. But when I don't do what God is, when I don't love those, it is a sign that I don't know God. Now, love is not dictated by likes. Amen. I know we like a lot of stuff. Love has been, man, people love their favorite dish. Man, I love this. Love their favorite foods. Love, some of y'all love y'all cars, your houses, y'all possessions. Some of you got some, some sacred heirlooms and things that may have been passed down from generations and you got, you are in love with it. Man, I was doing something the other day and this thing fell on my car. I was like, oh, Lord Jesus. You know, anybody ever hit something and you was praying in your spirit like it wasn't no dent? You're like, Lord, don't let that happen. There's something I think I love. <laughs> Are you saying that? You're asking God for God, help And you lift it up. Thank you, Jesus. God said, you got, you're in love with the wrong thing. Because we express it through our emotion. But love has zero emotion to it. See, when you look at the word, and, I, and we're going to talk about it throughout this love month, the word agape also is a word where we get the word agony. Because love can agonize you. It can, it can, you can love so hard it hurts. The agape of God is not a love of my feelings, it's a love of my mind. It says, it don't matter how I feel, I know the love. And so I do what I know to do, not what I feel like doing. 
So when you understand the love of God, it, it, because if you looked at the earth and looked at his feelings, he's like, he like, look at them. They ain't doing nothing that makes me feel good about doing nothing for them. But I know they need somebody. I know they need a savior. And if I present to them a remedy in the world, they will have, that's what, y'all, do y'all not know it is because of God's love that he has not destroyed the world yet? You know that? Look at the Old Testament when God was upset with the way the world was. He destroyed them. He, he caused things to happen. And why, the reason why God has not destroyed the world is because of Jesus' love. Because he says, I left them a remedy. I don't have to destroy the world when I've given them a way out. Like I could choose Jesus and get out of the, I, I could get off the track of going to hell by choosing Jesus. By accepting his love, I can literally change the total trajectory of my life by just accepting a love that has already exists. Are y'all hearing me? God is love is what they're talking about. See, look, look at this, look at this, look at it, 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 look at it. He said, if you don't do it, and then, and then verse 16, let me go to my Bible. I'm going to read that. I'm, I'm going to read 7 through 21. We're going to talk about it all. But in verse 16, it says here, it says, look at it. It says, and so we know and rely on the love of God, on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives where? Are y'all reading my same Bible? Whoever what? Whoever lives in love lives in God and God where? God is love just as much as I am black. Just as much as you're white, Hispanic, or whatever. It's, it's, it's It's an irreversible characteristic. I can't change that about myself. See, that's why we say God is love. It is so much, it's his self-identity. It's who he is no matter what. He don't change when the laws change. He don't change when things are high, when things are low. He's just God. Some folks will say he's God good all what? By himself. He, he is self-identified God. He says, I'm loved just as much as you are, whatever. He says, this is, he says, my love character is an unchangeable reality. You can't change it no matter what you do. It's irreversible. It's an irreversible attribute. God wants us to define him by this word. Matter of fact, every time you look at God, he wants you to look at him and say, that's love right there. Take a deep breath in. Let it out. Take one in. Say, that's love right there. Love lifted me. Not my alarm clock. Not my cell phone. But love woke me up this morning. And when I think about those things, y'all, and it's a whole lot going on in this whole text today. It's a whole lot of verses. And when I look at this, God is love. And I found out this, y'all. I know this may sound kind of crazy because as soon as I say something, sometimes people are like, well, Jesus. But love, God is love, but love may not always necessary be God. Did y'all hear what I said? 
I said, God is love, but love may not always be necessarily God. Because how we identify it. We love certain things. We love a lot of things that may not be or have anything to do with God. That we put those tags on, like I was sharing earlier. I mean, just so much caution. We're so cautious about the things we love, but so less cautious about our love for God. Like, how aware does it make you that God loves you regardless? Love does not define God. God defines love. And that's why in verse number seven, I'm going to start right there. I'm going to read a few verses. I'm going to leave us because there's a lot of teaching going on here that's got got to happen through this. It says in verse seven, it says, dear friends, let us love one another for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Somebody look at your name and say, act like you know him. Look at your spouse and say, act like you know him. Oh, y'all said that one real loud. I just want to read to you real quick. Can I, can I just read? Can I, can I just read all of it? Because I'm going to teach on it throughout this month. I just feel like I just need to read it all. Let me see this text. And I could preach it in the next weeks. And I, I want you to see it. In verse 7, it says, Dear friends, let, 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 let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Everyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how... God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, I'm talking to us today. Since God loves, since God so loved us, we ought also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. Nobody. No one. But if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us his spirit. Y'all see all this love language? And look at this, we have seen and testify that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And also, and so we know and rely on the God, on the love of God that he has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like who? Jesus. There is no fear in love. Perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. Sometimes we want to punish things and not not present God's love. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister who they have seen, 
cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. Amen? Amen. I just want to read it all because I'm going to talk about it these next couple of weeks. I, you can even study it on your own. But I'm going to break this whole thing down this month. You see God's, all of his attributes in this scripture. And when I think about verse 8 and verse 16, which very particularly talks about God is love, it brings his attribute as being irreversible. That's what I want to have on your heart today, that we need to understand, and we all, when I tell you we've all been at a place, maybe at the front seat or the front row or at the desk of God, and we needed his grace, and we needed his mercy, we needed his love to be shown in our situations. Anybody been there? Well, you've been, you like, God, I feel forsaken by everything, but God, I know that you haven't forsaken me. You know, we've been there many, many times, and when we understand all that God does, it'll give us this connection. I'm going to talk about it in the next weeks to come, because when we demonstrate all that God has done in us, and we demonstrate that love through us, we do exactly what God has always been doing since the beginning of time been consulting, been confirming, and been fulfilling the love completely in everyone's lives who have made a commitment to love God. And the Bible talks about this, and I'm, I'm going to get into it. He says, you love me, you'll do this. If, if, if The people would know that you are mized by these things. But I want you to understand that we ought to understand that there's something that is on the inside that is greater for us than anything that can come against us. God loves regardless. And that's why in scripture, and I've shared this on many of occasions, that no matter where you search in the Bible, you will never find why God loves us. Flip your Bible, Google it. You'll never find, man, God loves me because. And I've shared this and I want you to understand this because this is the essence of why we do this. Because as soon as you find in Scripture why God loves you, you find his condition. And how many know he loves you unconditionally? He loves you without a why. He loves us without a reason. And when we receive that, man, our whole mindset changes. Man, we can release things in love in our hearts and anguish and hate. Maybe you're feeling that way. I'll, matter of fact, I want to maybe have a Sunday one day. We have a reconciliation Sunday. Amen. Maybe a, a Sunday where we could just come just to say I'm sorry. I say, God, you know what? Maybe it's to someone or even to God. Think about it. I feel it. That moment where you can say, God, you know what? Maybe, maybe you've done somebody wrong. Maybe something happened in your life to a friend. Maybe, maybe, invite them to church that Sunday and say, you know what? They don't even know I'm about to, I'm about to, I'm about to fix this relationship with him because I understand God's love and I'm going to understand it even more because God loves me with a, without a reason that gives me more than enough reason to serve him faithfully so I'm going to pause right there that's the introduction part of the greatest love um, the moment we're in uh, we'll be teaching on it uh, it's Super Bowl next Sunday we're going to talk about that super love 
uh, there's a big part of God's love. It's super. And when it connects to our natural love, we end up walking in supernatural love. Like supernatural stuff. They're like, how in the world am I still loving in the conditions that seem to be unlovable? God talks about that it's easy to love people that love you back, but how about loving those that don't? That's the true sign. And, and the thing of it is, is how, and I'm, I'm serious about really trying to figure this thing out because we don't always get it right. I don't get it right all the time. You know, I, I mean, let me be, can I be totally straight up? Like sometimes I'd be like, God, I feel love in my heart, but maybe I'm not to be acting like it all the time. Okay, maybe, okay, maybe pastor. Like, 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 like sometimes I just don't feel like fooling with stuff. Okay. But I feel it in my heart. But I'm like, okay, God, how do I? Anybody still try to navigate how you match your action with your heart? Is that not a struggle for some people? But every time I think about God's love, it gives it gives me some help. So you know, sometimes you know, because sometimes I, I love folks, but sometimes I don't feel like fooling with them. Okay. Okay. And I don't know if that's right or not. Amen. I'm discerning those moments. That I ever, so I dig in. I said, God, okay, you got to show me how do I demonstrate like you did. Like how do I get this? Like how do I? Sh like so, 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 so no matter if I'm doing what somebody wants, at least when they see the demonstration, they can say that's love. Are y'all hearing me? I don't know why I'm getting all emotionless. Anybody working on yourself? Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. I don't know why I'm getting emotional. That's okay, all right, all right. I do, I love hard. I, 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 you know, I, since I love so hard, but it hurt. For real. Yes, sir. So, so as we navigate this, whoo, I don't know why my eyes got, that's the sweat. This, these lights must be on. Ashley, turn these lights down a little bit. They in my eyes. Oh, yeah, she's not here. I love her, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But for real, for real, for real. I read this because I'm like, God, you know, we, 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 we fall short. We sin. Things happen to us. Or we do things. You still love us. So how we demonstrate that? Somebody ask yourself this week, say, God, how do I demonstrate love the way you demonstrated to me?